0: I think that type of tonality, the emotional side of it, the storytelling, being able to leverage someone else's story and hitting the right emotional points and the right pain points without overdoing it, I think that's going to be so hard for software to pick up on.
1: This is Superfast Business with James Shramko, James helping you build your business super fast. 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 James Shramko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode 844. And today we ask the big question, will machines take over copywriting? And for that, I've brought along my special frequent guest, Will Wang from Growth Labs with a Z. Welcome back.
0: Thanks for having me back, James. Always so good to be on here.
1: Well, our audience love having you here, Will. And this is a really important discussion because we've signaled in previous episodes on Superfast Business that AI is a thing. We've talked about it with regard to SEO. We've talked about it with regard to paid traffic. We're talking about it today with regard to sales copywriting. From my own perspective, I have enough smart people around me telling me these tools are getting better and better and that it will happen gradually and then suddenly. I've seen a few people commentating about it online, a couple of people in the copywriting space and a few people in the content space. I know people who use the tool. I've followed a couple. I've purchased access to one. My team use it for pre-work and research. But I think it's very interesting to talk to you as someone who's got copywriting as a major core for what you're offering. You're a marketing agency. You're helping people with email writing, campaigns, funnel, funnels, etc., paid traffic. But at the core of all of that are the words. And I'm interested just to sort of bend this episode around where we're at at this point in time I'm pretty sure if we look back at this episode in five years from now, it might be really interesting to listen to, but have they taken over just yet or is there still some human factor involved? That's what I'd like to determine on this episode.
0: Yeah, awesome. It's such an interesting discussion. I do a lot of work in the tech space as well, investor advisor and definitely getting involved with a lot of clients from the tech. So I can see from all sides, both from the marketing side, copywriting side, and also the AI I think it's definitely going to be up and coming. There are places where it's going to be good for. And as you said, AI, you know, the more data it gets, the more you feed the machine, the smarter it gets. And so this, I think, will be a very different conversation in five years' time. But it's interesting to kind of look at where it is now, you know, the right applications for it, who should be using this, who shouldn't. And if you know, copywriters like myself, they're going to be out of a job and out of a business anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing in particular content writers seem to be leaning on this tool. And in a a somewhat confusing situation where some of them are serving two markets, they might be providing done-for-you services for high-end customers, but they might also be teaching people how to be content writers. And I think that's a dangerous situation where they're posting about the tools they're using, they're showing you how you can use them and how quickly you can create content. However, something I've noticed is when I used a tool, I still rely on my copywriting muscle. My brain, my exposure to headlines and bullet points and the way that the words look on the page and writing it down for a basic level and then being able to use judgment factors like context. I don't think the tool could replace a human just yet from my perspective, but I'm just wondering if you think differently.
0: Yeah, I think there's different levels to it. I mean, I'm using these tools more from a research perspective at the moment. From my perspective, I always want to know what's coming up ahead. What could be you know, five or 10 years down the track that could derail the business, kill our business? For me as a business owner, it's, just, it's a good thing to do, to be aware of what's happening. The way that I view the tools at the moment is it's okay to use it for ID generation. And we test a whole bunch of tools out there. We're probably on every single platform, every single one of them testing to see how effective it is. And there hasn't been a single instance where the output that's been given to us from one of these tools has been good enough that we can just put it into the market without having to change and test things. I just don't feel like we're there yet. And I think it's going to be really interesting to what level it replaces copy and content going into the future. I've got some pretty set views. Obviously, some people might think they're biased views, but I've got some really set views in terms of what level of copywriting these tools are going to replace and how quickly it's going to do that. Again, we can go into examples around this as well, but I feel like we're at the very beginning. I don't think it's as good as the people who sell the tools make it out to be, but there are obviously opportunities for improvement very, very soon down the line.
1: Certainly some of the tools I've been exposed to, I've seen them already, you know, as software as a service, I observe them as a business. They've had to put in things like limits and restrictions. Some people are using bots to generate massive amount of contents and maxing out the server. Sometimes they go offline, they're not working. The outputs, I think it takes an experienced person to have a look at the output and say, oh, this is rubbish or this is amazing. You still need to know what you're looking at, I think, to be able to use these tools well. So let's talk about who should be using them. I'll start off by saying we have access to one and what we do is we use it to do some research or backdrop. We put in some keywords or some ideas and we see where it takes us and it goes out and has a look at things and comes up or synthesizes you know, potential outputs, but that's always a very raw material. It's kind of like the clay that we might use to then create something from. It's sort of the base you know, as we have various other research tools relating to SEO or social search, we've talked about Spark Toro on this show before. When we had Rand Fishkin on the show, we've talked about Hrefs, who sponsored my Superfast Business Live event. These are great tools, but they're not going to replace the human factor at, at this point for us. And I know in my own business, there's still that polishing process that goes on. My team are putting the proposed work in our for approval channel that we run in Slack and I cast my eye over that. And I'm often making very small changes or subtle changes that will potentially take it from 85% of the way there to 100% of the way there and give it a much better chance. And as we heard in one of the previous episodes with Toe Cracker, the very small changes, just adding even an S to some words can give you multiple times results, like Mm. not just 5% or 10%, changing a headline or getting the context correct versus sloppy could make a thousand or 10,000 times the result. And I've always said this, one of the biggest problems we have when we're online is finding an offer that converts. And this is really core to that.
0: Mm, Exactly. I mean, the way that I look at it is, I think in terms of replacing copywriters, I view copywriting as an industry as having four different levels. And I think two of those levels can quite easily be replaced by something like this, and they might see minimal impact in terms of results. But I also feel like the two higher levels the software like this, you know, as you were talking about, the software is getting smarter, you can have better tools, but it's always going to need some level of polish, especially if you're in a competitive market space, or if you've got competitors with, with bigger budgets, or they've been in brand for longer, you're always going to need some kind of finesse, some kind of subtlety that you just miss with, with these tools. So I think the best way to do it is, you know, I can go into each of the levels of copywriting as I see it, and we can look at examples of when and where I would use these tools and you know where I think they can be effective in the next year to two years. And at the levels that I think, you know, from two years onwards, I think it might be easy to replace the other levels of copywriting with. So maybe that's the best way to do this.
1: That sounds good, Will. So take it away. What are the levels of copywriters that you're seeing in the market? Awesome. So
0: I'll start with the most basic level. And these are the entry-level copywriters, right? These are the people that either are just starting out or copywriting isn't their full-time profession. It's not their full-time passion. They just do it to try and make income on the side. And I think from what I'm seeing with the software that's out there at the moment, entry level copywriters are definitely going to be the first group to be replaced by the software. So these are the headlines where it's like 50% off. You know, we've got a sale coming up, sales about to end soon. The software that we've got now that I see, it's smart enough to take very direct headlines and very simple to write headlines and spit out what you need. So I think at that level, I think the software is almost there already. Obviously, there's still a little bit of context in terms of what you're promoting, But, you know, for most local businesses or people in markets where there's not a lot of competition who would normally use these entry-level copywriters, the software could actually be a really good alternative for them.
1: Well, if you're starting out with no copy experience and you plug into one of these tools, you're going to get to a minimum standard straight out of the gate. And I'm thinking about how many hours you would have spent going through training and courses and books and reading about copywriting, as I have done, you know, way back from the Gary Halbert letters and so forth, ordering every single copywriting classic from Amazon in a huge sack, which they delivered twice, mind you. My friend, Sean Moraghan, ended up with the other sack because Amazon said, don't worry about sending it back, just keep it. So (laughs) he got gifted a sack full of copywriting books. So basically, if you're starting out or you're an entry-level copywriter, The tool will get you to a a minimum standard that's better than if you have no comprehension whatsoever. And I would say it's probably fair to say in most businesses, some of these marketing clerks that are at entry-level roles or people running school fundraising campaigns and sports clubs, et cetera, who have zero copywriting, they actually don't even know that we're talking about sales writing here. They think we're still talking about filling in words on the page copywriting. That would be a tremendous benefit for them. Okay. So what about stage two?
0: Stage two for me is more around amateur copywriters. So this is where they have got some experience. This is when they start realizing copywriting isn't just about typing words onto a page. It's about the thinking process. Generally at this level, and bearing in mind, you know, there's nothing wrong with coming up for these levels. Everybody has to go through them. I've gone through all these levels. This is generally where I think people start hitting the mark about 50% of the time. They need a little bit less direction from the clients they're working with. They can think through some of the copy themselves, but they're still really reliant on templates and frameworks and other direction externally to help them craft the copy. So they're still looking at outside factors and doing a little bit of, well, or sometimes a lot of copying and using you know examples to kind of craft the copy. So at that level, I think some of these tools might start getting there pretty soon not in the next year but maybe in the next 12 to 24 months some of these tools might start coming through and you know if you feed enough data through to these ai machines they'll start learning hey here's what a framework might look like here's what a template might look like and we think these might be effective based on numbers and they'll start learning and start creating copy around that so i think entry level already you should be using the tools the tools should be replacing what you're doing or trying to learn by hand the second level is amateur copywriters and you know if i'm an amateur copywriter at the moment I'll be looking at upscaling as quickly as I can. Or if I was hiring an amateur copywriter, I'll be supplementing them with tools that can automate the process as well. But that's the next level, which I think will start getting replaced in the next 24 or so months.
1: I'd say that's where my team started a while back as sort of amateur, getting a, you know an awareness of it based on what we're doing. And then I think we move to the next stage, stage three. So let's talk about that.
0: Stage three for me is where you've got good experience under your belt, you're really tapped into the mindset of copywriter. I always say this with every single copywriter that I coach, I train that you know, we've got an intern coming through at the moment who I'm training in terms of copy. And the one biggest thing, my one biggest takeaway to her is copywriting is literally a thinking process. Can you think better than the next person? If you can, you're going to be a better copywriter. So level three or advanced copywriters is for me when they start really thinking about how do we weave in emotion? How do we weave in the story? How do we capture their attention and hold it? And ultimately, where do we want people to go? So really understanding that there's a flow behind it. There's a reason behind the copy. They might not be, have a lot of finesse or subtlety or the emotional pull that a master copywriter would have, but they at least understand that, hey, you've got to start from looking at the customer's perspective. You've got to build that story, build a narrative, have them along with you, and ultimately get the people who are reading to take some kind of action. So that's, for me, the advanced level of copywriting.
1: Yeah, I think one of the hardest things for this tool would be to integrate them so the core story or narrative for the entire business. I'm thinking of some of the brands I work with, as you have, Will, big brands, where they're across multiple channels. They've got several people in their marketing team. They're doing everything from SEO to paid traffic to ambassador type programs with clients to YouTube. And then there's the content marketing. Then of course, there's the words and the emails and the pages. It's very hard to wrap that all up into that one central point, it's not going to pick up on all the story. And certainly it's really interesting to think about how a robot is processing emotion. They might come up with labels or words, but is it genuine? Is it heartfelt? And I'm thinking about some of the best emails that I ever wrote. And when I say I, I mean, I've had help from others as well in some cases, were the true stories of things that happened in my life that the robot cannot come up with that story It had to happen in my life and had to be a central part or a central theme to what made it so real and raw for my audience. So I guess the robot's not going to be super emotional. It's not going to know your actual stories and it's not going to be as vulnerable as you could be or have those little sensitivities that show us that we're human. Mm -hmm. So if you're an advanced copywriter, then you can probably beat the tool. You might be using the tool for pre-work or just for getting ideas perhaps. So you'd never have to start with a blank screen.
0: And I think there's a good example of that. So I use one of these tools recently. I took one of our previous podcast episodes, transcribed it, plugged into the tool just to see what it spits out in terms of an article. And with the results, I wouldn't put my name to it. There's a lot of context to copy that I think these tools are yet to learn. You know, the context of being on a podcast where, you know, we're talking to each other, there's a lot of good energy here, and you've introduced me, your audience knows who I am. That context really gets missed when it's an article going out to cold traffic. And I think the tools that they've got at the moment, they don't quite distinguish between the context well enough. And that's where the human element or having an advanced copywriter to come in and say, look, this is actually the wrong starting point. This is the wrong context. That's where it's it's going to be really useful to have someone who actually understands copy and understands how someone reading it would actually respond. So I feel like the tools just aren't quite there yet.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. We're now starting to hear about the dangers of deep fake videos and so forth. But I think we're a little while away from me being able to push a button and for my robot to interview your robot and end up with what we're producing here. That's, you know, when we do videos, we're doing facial expressions. You can hear the tone in the voice. If someone's excited about something or if they're angry about something, or if they're just not that interested in something, it all comes through. And I think that's what makes podcasts so good So we're miles away from that at the moment. And of course, number four, tell us about that one, because I'm getting a suspicion that now the AI is really more of a distraction for these people.
0: Yeah, definitely. So number four is what I would classify as as a master copywriter. So these are probably the top 10% of copywriters out there. And this is where copy is, it takes a combination of understanding, not just technically how to write copy, but understanding of business, understanding of human psychology, understanding of markets and economics. And a really deep level understanding of what makes people tick. So the best phrase around this is for me, you know, when I think about master copywriters, it's people who can, for lack of a better phrase, float like a butterfly and sing like a bee. They can be soft where they need to be. They can really hammer the right points where they need to be. And software, I think is still way, way off from this. The best example of this that I can give would probably be, you know, a recent client that came on board with us. Now, this client for privacy, I'm not going to mention who he is, but he has an amazing service, runs a really great business, and he changes a lot of lives. And his service or product helps people who are going through debt. They've had an unlucky event in their life, and they're at the point where the banks are about to come in and repossess their houses. And he's got this amazing service where he'll go and pay for the renovations and help them along and get them out of debt. Now, I tested this with the software that was out there, and I knew what the results were, but I still wanted to test this. And plugging all of my thoughts around the copy, around the products into this software, the result that got sped out was actually really, really aggressive. Like you imagine that the audience that he's working with, they're already stressed. They're already under financial pressure. They're getting cause harassing them every single day. And there's this copy, you know, which this machine or this AI software pushed out that was like, are you about to lose your house? Well, you need to take action now because if you don't, you're going to go down this path. And it was just super aggressive and just not the right way to do it. And, you know, even an advanced copywriter might look at it and say, look, this is okay. It is relevant because the people are going for for this experience. But if you think about it from a psychological perspective, if you put yourself in the shoes of the customers, you'll realize that emotionally they don't need an extra hammering. They actually need something to uplift them and to be soft and gentle and, and give them a message of support and tonality that's a little bit different. So some of the wording, especially that came from the software was just completely opposite to how I eventually went and I actually wrote this copy. And I think that type of tonality, the emotional side of it, the storytelling, being able to leverage someone else's story and hitting the right emotional points and the right pain points without overdoing it, I think that's going to be so hard for software to pick up on. You know, Will it ever get to that point? I don't know, but I just don't see it happening in the next five or 10 years. Wow.
1: Well, maybe the five years, but certainly not maybe 10 years, but maybe not two or three. I think it'll happen quickly. It's like at the moment, I can't imagine we all have electric vehicles, Mm. but that could happen fairly quickly, or we'll get to a point where we're not allowed to drive a car. And it seems way off at the moment. So just to recap, for entry-level copywriters and amateur copywriters, the tool could be quite useful. As soon as you bridge into advanced and master copywriting, the tool is really just uh, something to give you ideas or creative inspiration or to generate up some rough ideas that you can go and tune up and polish. So it has a diminishing return, the better you get in its current day version. Is that what we are surmising?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. If you look at it from a copywriter's perspective, it's a double-edged sword. It can be useful, but it can also be quite dangerous if you're not at the right level where it can easily replace you. You know, To summarize from from a business owner's point of view, it can be a really good thing to have. If you know what the output is you're expecting or if you're good enough to understand the output that the software gives you. Otherwise, it can be really damaging to your brand and quite dangerous as well. So I'll be very careful, but slightly optimistic if I was on both sides of the fence.
1: That's it. So basically, if you're at entry level number one, the tools probably going to be better than what you can come up with by yourself. As you get into amateur level, you've got to be careful about not letting it overpower you. And once you go advanced and master copyrighted, then you still have all the power. And when you've got a team like mine and they're using it just in the background, it's still floating its way back over my eyes. And I'd say I'm more in category three of advanced copywriting.
0: I wouldn't say short, James. I've seen (laughs) some of the copy that you put out. I'd say four, definitely.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I still get help from copywriters for some of the important things, but I do tend to do a lot of rewriting at uh, the level that I'm at coaching. So I was speaking to Toe Cracker on a recent episode and I just forgot how much people don't actually know. They don't know about using PSs or putting a caption underneath a picture or how important that headline and subheadline is or what a monkey's fist is. So, as we get deeper in it, I guess we're not aware of it. So, in summary, the tool could be useful if you have a very, very beginner situation or if you're advanced and you're looking for creative ideas. What I think is dangerous and I would suggest strongly not to do. Is do not build a content business around the tools at this point where you're relying too heavily on that being the output. Because I've seen that go wrong already. I've seen people out there producing substandard outputs that are either a combination of plagiarized or just lazy. And they phoned it in and didn't get the result that the client was hoping for. And it's bad for the reputation. So that's where we're at. And it'll be interesting to review this in time. For now, Will, this is episode 844. I've been chatting with Will Wang from Growth Labs with a Z.com. I love chatting to Will about this stuff. He's super bright. He's a marketing genius. He's strong with emails and copywriting and paid traffic and funnels. Basically, too much talent for any one human being. If you want to chat about marketing project and you've got the right size business, so we're not talking about startups here or a $500 copy job, we're talking about serious business then Will is my go-to recommendation. So, Will, thank you for coming and joining us and I appreciate your insights into your experience with these artificial intelligence sales copywriting tools and I think we've answered the question. Awesome. Thanks so much for the kind words, James, and uh, thanks again for having me back on. My pleasure. All right. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com.